from season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. It's good. It's good for you. Yeah, it's so good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. We are heard every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Where? WPRK 91.5 FM, the best in basement radio. This is episode number 22. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC. Some people call me John. And we have a full house of flattery for Wago today. We are going to first start and welcome back telenovela villain turned queen, and she is the financial guru, Raisa. Hola. I, I, I think we're going to have to let go of this villain part. We got to let it go. I'm no. a good person. No, but it, no, no. We got to keep it. Girl, you can't have a butterfly without a caterpillar. I got you. I got you. You got to have that caterpillar. Not that I say villains are caterpillars, are they? Maybe. We also have with us today, eh, he's here all the time, actually, and he loves to eat. It is the one, the only. Jose the Emperor. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, my loyal subjects. Good afternoon, sire. How are you doing today? You know, I feel good. We're we're in a different part of the uh, of of your bunker. Yes. We're not underground today. We're we're above ground. Bunker underground. Yes, yes. This is this is your bunker. Oh. <laughs> We're sitting at my living room table, or actually my living room. <laughs> well, you, I live in the kitchen, so yeah, it's the dining room table. See, and you, you just ruined the illusion. The illusion? This is the bunker. Okay, you know what then? I will take it out. Give it to me. Thank I'll, you. I'll edit it out. You're the emperor. <laughs> I have to give it to you. <laughs> Absolutely have to. And also we have with us today, he was with us at the park last week when we were trying to pick Nick. Do you know who Nick is, by the way, Risa? Uh, first time I'm meeting him. Well, I'll say the first time you have met Mr... It's Tom the Bearded Elder, also known as Tom the Elderberry. How are you doing today, Tom? Good, John. How are you? I am doing great. Absolutely lovely. I feel glowy. I feel fresh. I feel Spanish ricey. Oh, I thought you felt <laughs> April fresh. No. No? I, 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 actually, I was just looking at some stuff with April earlier today. We, April and I, were both uh, spotlighted on WPRK social media. So we're in the bunker. So we're in the bunker, and we've been eating Spanish rice today. And on top of being in the bunker, I mean, we got to talk about some local stuff going on. Oh, yes, please. Our mayor, Buddy Dyer. Wasn't his birthday just recently? I don't know. Well, it may have been. Everybody has one once a year, it seems like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he actually made, went on and he made a statement about Orlando bars. That he do, does not, he do not think that they will be reopening until there is a vaccine for COVID-19. That sounds like a, a slogan. <laughs> bars will not open until there's a vaccine for COVID-19. So we can then say that a lot of bars will be going under. 
I don't think yeah. a lot of bars can hold out for that what, this long. It's been what's a while now. Is a lot of bars are partnering with a restaurant, yeah, so but they're it, serving food, so it's beneficial to both of them. And in these times, I think that's going to help a lot of our small businesses. Yeah. But I don't see it as being able to give them the revenue that they need to stay open until a vaccine is supposedly ready. And a lot of experts are saying the end of this year, beginning of next year. Can our bars survive that long in Orlando for them to to hold out? I don't think they can. I think we're going to see a lot of them go under. Well, guess what, Gloria Gaynor? We also have the bar's point of views because they've been kind of vocal about this. Yep. And what they are saying is what is the difference between having being inside, having a drink, pulling your mask down, drink, putting your mask down, to, you know, talk, whatever, and what's the difference between that of taking your ma- then taking your mask off to eat a burger, you know, every bite, and be able to have a beer with a burger or any kind of adult beverage. So there, there is, you know, to play devil's advocate, I mean... Bars, you know, have, bars have more crowds at certain yeah. times. They have more people that will go They sit in. closer together to... Now, mm-hmm. our, our Orlando restaurants are still having to operate at 50% capacity, correct? Yes. But, but the thing is that they can space it out. They have, they'll yeah. have a table they that says you can't sit out. here. Mm-hmm. You can't sit here, you can sit here. At, at a bar... It's, now, it's, 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 we have talked about this before, and we talked about, you know, because we saw different bars in the beginning of it in different ways that were teaming up or collabing, as the kids call it today. They collabed with some food sources around, and that's also what's happening um, that's being seen is a lot of the bars are like, hey, we have to make these spots for food so we can at least have, you know, that's the way they're seeing themselves to go that's their adapting i mean if the bars want to survive they're gonna to have to start getting innovative that's start right gloria thinking gaynor. outside True. the box yes. mm-hmm. yep. uh, i just love all this gloria gaynor today about surviving it's mm, adapt no. or die yeah, yeah. they yes, have to figure out a way either if they are bars that just do bars start serving food create a kitchen in their industry and they can have food and they can have their bar still going because if you're gonna go and partner up with somebody else to put your bar there I mean, what's the difference of getting somebody to come inside and cook for you instead of going out there looking for a cook? But so many places in Orlando actually are operating with a restaurant license and they've never served food. And That's... now they're having to come. Yeah, but with a that. lot of those people that are not doing bars, they don't have a liquor or beer uh, license to do that. So right. they just stick to food because you don't really need a license for that. That's so, where regulations also come exactly. into play. I mean, and it's getting a whole the, different ball game that they didn't ask for when they opened their bar. Well, good question would be is right now, if they want to get a liquor license, how, how easy is it to get it in the middle of COVID? I just uh, love it, a lesbian it, it, who it, talks a, about liquor license. It's, a, it's, it's a lot. Impossible. It's a lot of money. It's a lottery, too. Yeah, it is a lottery. How, I, much, how much would you charge for a liquor license? I don't know, because honestly, I don't even know how much it goes for. How much would she pay for a liquor license? Ooh, I don't know. She's going to have to pay a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're up there. They're With or without the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get a, a beer and wine license, which is why yes. some bars just have a beer and wine license. It's easy to yes. get. It's cheap. And some bars will allow you to, 
depending, like some places will allow you to bring your own alcohol. But mm-hmm. for the most part, beer and wine is, is cheaper. Yeah, I think, you... I think for them, what they have to do is do their research and find out people that are getting their licenses and kind of like partner up with them. Say, okay, well, I can't wait in line to get my license. Let me, let me give you a share of, you know, the license price and we'll split it and we'll open up here. Yeah. That that's why you're the financial guru. I mean, it's serious. That's that's great advice. Absolutely great advice. You know, that's that's why you're the financial guru. <laughs> but I think the problem is now falling more on the patrons. Yes. Because the patrons come in and we see you with your photograph and your mask and your cocktail, and then you're standing with your friends without masks, and that you're face to face and heart to heart taking a selfie and your inhibitions get lowered with alcohol yeah if you can't be responsible for yourself we have a problem because right now we have to look out not just for ourselves but each other with an asymptomatic virus anybody could be carrying it i i agree i have the last time i stepped foot in a bar was uh, what was it like two days before uh, they were going to reopen here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I went in, spoke to one of the owners in a couple bars, and I was there for like a few minutes. And then I'm like, yeah, I haven't been. Yep, I refuse. Uh, even till this day, and you know, whatever whatever ways bar owners are trying to be more creative and inventive to make money, for me, I'm afraid. I'm still afraid to go to a bar. And it's not the bar; it's the people in the bar. True. That's the, that's the right. RO factor but, that you never know. Yeah, and it, but I also I also think that it's the the bar owner's responsibility as well to make sure that their patrons yep. are keeping their mask on. And if they have to become the police in their own establishment to do it, then then they should do it. But who's going to police the money source when they need money? It, it, it's a double edged sword. Trust me, it, it I, I, I know, is. I know, and, and, and there, there is no, there is no 100, there's no one answer that, that can fit all of this. I don't know what the answer is. All I know is that for me, at this time, I am, I, I am not going to any bar, any bar restaurant, you know, I, I go to Waffle House. Why? Because there's no one there, and there's a huge distance between you and other person. From you and other people. And I have my mask on. Everybody has their mask on, and, and I feel comfortable there. But, yeah, but we went the... to the beach. Yeah, and there wasn't that many people. We went to the park. Yeah, wasn't there that wasn't many that many people. people. Exactly. I mean, that's that's where I think you know a lesson with this is is that you're not you don't have to be cooped up and go right. crazy. I mean, there's only one one crazy and that's JC. And you so you you don't have to be cooped up. You can still get out and do things. And you don't have to do things or even if you want to do it with a good friend or close, you know, close people, you can still do it with a mask on if you right. need. Exactly. You know. But we're human and we're social animals and we, we're, we're so ingrained in traveling or meeting up with our friends and hanging out just as a form of stress release. Like we're Yeah, needy. but I, what I don't get is what's the big deal? Just put on the freaking mask. I mean, what you go out there, you put it on, you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of everybody around you. You can still do what you're doing. You're just going to wear a mask. Make it a fashion sense. Wear, I wear different color masks every day to match my outfit. Why? Because you're I, gay. Exactly. That too. <gasps> what? 
I had no idea. A good gay matches their matches their mass to their outfit. I mean, you almost questioned yeah. my gayness before. I don't know. Now you want to come and tell me you're gay before you questioned it. I'm all about balance. Uh. I, I, I'm I all about getting seat. the balance right. Drink some water. It'll balance you out. <laughs> Zero balance. <laughs> well, uh, guys, just to move on from that, there is a local place, and I will not mention the name. Their name will not be mentioned. They may even be a sponsor or give money to Rollins. But <laughs> there is a place, a certain coffee shop, that they recently teamed up with Zebra Coalition. You know, Zebra Coalition, Love local. Awesome. They deal with um, LGBT plus youth. And they, they are selling T-shirts that is basically the coffee pl- shop plus Zebra Coalition. 100% of those profits are going to Zebra Coalition. And that, like I said, helps LGBT plus youth. Well, this place also, though, has a bit of a reputation of not being LGBT plus friendly as with employees. There have been some, in in other stores, there have been some, you know, instances of sexual harassment, talking about discrimination. Um, And then in Winter Park here, there was an employee who, um, they were trans, um, and was wearing a hat at work. Now, the hat was against policy, dress code, you know, for when you're working. So... That the friend said, okay, you know, or that the person said, okay, well, it was a, this was happened after a buildup of other issues that she felt trans, you know, were trans related. So she was going to quit, and before she could quit, she got fired. Um, and so there was a protest this past week. And it was at this coffee shop in on Orange Avenue here in Winter Park. And it was a peaceful protest, but basically what I saw in the videos were the protesters went into the coffee shop and they were all sitting socially distanced with their masks on, but they also each had signs. So they were, you know, sitting and doing things that you do in the coffee shop, but they were taking up the whole uh, the whole place to do that. The police were called. They were asked to leave. And as they were leaving, and they were, they were getting up and they were leaving. As they were leaving, um, the police did protest, did protest. The police did arrest two of the protesters. Um, It was all on video. And it's just like, wow. The amount of people that on social media how I became aware of it was by a friend posting it. Um, Adrian, Mr. Miss Adrian, um, used to be on the show, um, a friend of ours locally. And then Ramon, uh, bartender with Ember, um, and Southern, um, Ramon had posted it. And so I'm like, what's up with this? And I started looking at it and I'm like, well, this is this local coffee place. And it's not, you know, the big one. You know, it's not the big one everybody knows. But how weird is that, that, you know, a business will turn around and team up and do something good with with giving to the cause of the, our umbrella. Ella, Ella, A-A-A. <laughs> and then turn around and, yeah, internally it not be happening. No, they wanted to have two different images. An image that they portray to the public. Mm-hmm. And then the internal images, you know, whatever whatever they feel. But it makes good business sense to partner up with local organizations, especially LGBT organizations. So it makes them, you know, it makes them look hip and cool. But unfortunately, and hypocritical. 
Yes, hypocritical. Yes, the hypocritical. So, yeah. Now I don't know. Did they say why the why the police arrested two of the protesters? I'm uh, curious. Because supposedly it's because they were allegedly they were they were protesting. They should have been outside, and they weren't on going out, and they were inside. Inside is not whenever to peacefully protest. You have to follow the regulations of where you can peacefully protest. You can't just go in places and do that. Right. Well, there's a way around it. As an old activist, if they had went in and purchased a coffee and sat down and then popped their sign out, they could have populated the store and been paying customers and without saying anything, just sat there. Yes, I 100% agree. They could have but made T-shirts. Like you know, yeah. there's different ways around it. You can make a T-shirt and then go in make you know get your coffee and do whatever you know and still sit and not that i promote it i'm just saying think people think do it right yeah but the whole cause of this was for a cause they're trying to defend us i mean why why should this person not be allowed to wear a hat due to something that you know, it's well, personal that, to them. It, well, I mean, it's to dress up. If it's the policy of the organization that you cannot wear certain things during work hours, then they yeah, have Yeah, but right. she could have got discipline, not terminated for it. Well, again, I, I don't know. You know, right. how, how many times did they wear the hat uh, and how many times were they written up? Like, I know, like, in a lot of places, you know, if you get written up for something X amount of times... But but we're gays, but we're gays. And we're, so we're sitting here and y'all are worrying about all these little details, all stuff. No, no shame or shame the coffee, shame her, shame them all. Girl, take your hat off when you're at work. (laughs) If they say don't wear a hat, don't wear a hat. If you need to wear a hat, get a job at a hat wearing place. A chapeau factory. A what? A chapeau factory. Chapeau? Is that French? Chapeau. Where in France? The chapeau factory. Chapeau. Would you like a chapeau? A chapeau? I'm afraid. You got me. I'm scared now. Chapeau. I just like that word. Chapeau. 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 Oh, no, no. After a while, it starts sounding like chaps. It's not like that's just not a good feeling. <laughs> and speaking of trans and stuff, like something else I've noticed lately, um, I'm not going to name any names whatsoever because they are both two people that um, I know. Um, one of them, though, I will 100%, 1000% always stand behind. Um, and so this uh, male to female trans has called out another who used to be our area. Um, <coughs> You know, in in our area, someone known in our area. She's since, you know, she's moved to California. But she openly on her social media at times has said some not so friendly, LGBT plus friendly or not even so friendly things um, about HIV positive um, and associating it to gay men um, and also about sex workers, um, you know, people that um, profit from the world's oldest occupation. Um, But then this person also turns around and then now they have an OnlyFans page. You know mm-hmm. what OnlyFans page is, right? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. What is that? Are you, 
I know it's it. It's a website where you could broadcast you and people could pay to watch you and you. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's There's not, a lot of yeah. people right. doing now, it. Now, technically, it can be for anything. anything. It's for anything. It's for you anything. can send them articles that you were wearing. It's for anything, mm-hmm. yes. And, and you, you, you pay just a, yeah. you let pay your a, mind so go from there. You pay it's a subscription fee of whatever you, you yes. want. Yeah. Yes, you pay wow. a subscription Yeah, you can make fee. some money. we got to talk. We'll yes. set you up with an OnlyFans um, page. I don't know. It'll so, be tasteful. I think so. So the one trans that, the, um, the one girl that called it out, uh, she, you know, she did say in a way that, you know, she referred to her, the other as a man. Oh, <laughs> but oh. she also did, you know, bring, you know, she also apologized for that, but still stood by what she said. Um, and she also respects the 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 um, person that she called out, which I do too. She's very professional. She's very beautiful. The road she took to get there or what she had to do, who am I to judge? I'm Gracie JC and I will judge. <laughs> That's who it is. No. I thought you said you don't judge, you just shame. Yeah. He judges silently. Yeah, I judge oh, silently. Okay. I okay. said that before. That's fine. You can judge silently. I've called that one out already. I'm judging you're, you. You're a silent judger. Actually, so, but but this isn't the first instance of infighting, which is how I looked at it. It's, you know, who cares about the details? It's infighting. We've seen it within our own community of gays and gays, gay men diverse to gay men. Um, we've seen it. Um, so, and lesbians too, stud for studs. You know, girls that like other studs. It's, that's a thing I've seen for years. Yeah. Studs for studs? Studs. Okay, so, you know, a female that looks more like me, yes. dressed in masculine clothes, dates another female in the same style of clothing. Some girls feel comfortable with that. They, I don't know why. I mean, you're still looking at another woman. Still, in, inside those clothes, it's a female. Yeah, you're did just you know that you're naked clothes. underneath your clothes? Sorry, say that again? You're naked underneath your clothes. Exactly. Not I got, me. I have a whole different outfit I got all my body parts on. the same way as she does. So what's wrong with that? I just never that? heard that expression before. That's Thank really you. actually neat. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why we have a lesbian residence. She <laughs> was also the financial guru. Yes. yes. So the, is there... The queen of the richest, being, poorest country. There's other lesbian shaming within lesbians? Yeah. yeah, that it happens, happens with every yeah. every community, wow. every group. There's always that. It's it. That's horrible to think about it. Think that about way. what you were. Think about what you were. Ta- what we were talking about earlier. Um, two, oh, um, yeah. two different prominent people that um in our community, um, that and one of them is pretty much has been a subject before on a few times when she's gone off. <laughs> but- but, but but the infighting and the coming for people when right now we need to be coming together mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Stop it. But what's the perception it puts out there is my question. What's the perception? That we're not united. We're mm-hmm. easy exactly. to defeat. Yeah. Exactly. And we that's know, with we, any community. No, or any community. community. That's yeah. like saying uh, don't wear the flag if you don't really represent all the colors of it. Because that's what the flag is for. That's why there's so many colors on the flag. Exactly. And if you're wearing it, you're wearing every single LGBTQ that's on there. Yep. Because when Gilbert designed it, all those are colors. They're they're moods and feelings. And what we mean is a community. We're all one. We love each other. That's our our thing. It's love, period. And now we have so many flags, I can't keep up anymore. Listen, the best flag is the rainbow one. And that one is for everybody. So 
That's the one I'm talking about right now. Even the curvy people. Yes, and and about the infighting, just stop generalizing. Um, You know, there are people going to have their opinions, people going to say their opinions, people can. Just don't generalize and don't take it as, hey, this is this specific against this specific, and so that's why that whole umbrella group is messed up. You know, no, it's just life. Just laugh it off, you know, gossip about it. Tell us about it. Call us about it. We're at www.homohappyhour.com. But moving on from that, let's talk some drag race. Oh, dear Lord, help me. Pit Pit crew. Oh, yes, please. Okay. Um, Don't you mean like, like the production crew that puts the shows together? No, the pit crew. The pit crew on RuPaul's Drag Race are basically uh, scantily clad, um, model-esque men that fit different types. You would love them. Oh, my God. Um, they're, they're, they're judging basically, without judging. They're right. basically... They're, right. The judgment face. They're, they're basically <laughs> like go-go boys. Um, men. Uh, male entertainers. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yes, like do, that. Do tell. So, well, we're on season 963, so you can back up anywhere. So, it's a lot of work. <laughs> well, with, with it, on um, and can, uh, Canada Drag Race has Canadian. started. Yeah, RuPaul's Canadian. Drag Race Canada. They have their oh, own. Canadian. They have their own drag race. That is so nice. Oh the, my gosh! The, there's already been UK. We're in the second. Yeah. Uh, there's Drag Race UK. There's Drag Race Thailand. Next year, there's Drag, drag Race, race Canada. Kazakhstan comes out, and I can't wait for that. There's a whole bunch oh, of them. You guys got me like, why? I'm lost. <laughs> You're lost. RuPaul's Drag me. Race. I know who RuPaul Drag Race. I know yeah. that, but yeah. I don't really follow drag like but that. But do lesbians really follow the RuPaul Drag Race? I don't know. I don't I, so. I personally don't. I yeah, but it's all men, in your but... in your world. No, actually, no, <laughs> Wait, no. There are some that do. If there was a drag king show, would you watch that? I yeah, I would. I mean, yes, RuPaul, Rob of Wonder. Um, you need to get on Drag King. Drag King season that, one. That's right? the thing, man. That's the thing. It's, it's always been a thing. I, I feel like I, I feel them. like that thing has has gotten lost because I remember back when I was like eighteen, nineteen years old. There used to be some really drag, like really good drag kings. I yeah. used to come out on YouTube and stuff like that. And, and now you're I, like what twenty? I'm thirty now. Oh. Okay. That was a few years ago for her. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think about it now, and I still follow some of those people, like on Instagram and things like that, and they're not doing that anymore. Well, RuPaul's Drag Race, um, the Canada version, they are in their fourth episode, um, and they have their very first plus-size pit crew member. Now, they call him plus-size. Let's just say he does not fit the, the normal pit crew member of of just muscle um, male entertainer. You mean it's an average? It, it's an average person then. Exactly. A bear. Now he also not quite a bear. I wouldn't call him. Um, but he's also the same person. He was also the very first, and this is a quote: curvy male model who worked with a Calvin Klein um, promotion too, and his name is Mina Gerges. Oh. And there I you go, Jose. He, that's all you name, right there. Their name is Mina wow. Gerges. That's curvy. That how is that? 
he, uh, g- but, they are ginger. F- I, I'm sorry. I do not mean to uh, uh, offend anyone. I'm still learning, but they, because he, he, he's, uh, they see themselves as gender fluid. It's hard looking at a picture of someone in their skivvies and saying they. <laughs> but so he did find out that the majority of feedback that he's gotten since that has been supportive. How I, but he, he does have a lot of ha. I don't understand. I don't That's think, a pit but... crew member. <laughs> and that's if they're saying okay. a curvy one. You should see the other ones. Right. Right. Thank you. My my empire an, my uh, empire needs these things, so make it make it so. Thank you. That's yeah, that's what we're going to get into. He um but basically he, he's a, also here's an immigrant from Egypt and he was said that the majority of, of feedback that he got was supportive, but he also got some bullying and a whole bunch of people that were pointing out every little thing in his body. So, oh, you got this little flap here, you got that, you know you know, picking at all the little things. I agree with you, Tom. And what he do about that? Does he does he work on changing that, or he more like whatever? Keep judging me. I'm still gonna do me. He looks happy. Yeah, that's all that that matters, man. What he's done about that is he's turned around and he's been with um, going big, making it Calvin Klein. You know, doing stuff with Calvin Klein, and yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, it's like okay, he's getting his. So it doesn't matter what anybody says because he's getting his. So, Jose, you were asking about it, just so you see the regular pit crew. Well, there are some here that are even chunkier than the other guys, so I don't understand. But they You don't can. understand, but they're beefier. Well, they, well, they're kind of beefier. The muscly. Canadian guy is beefy, just like these guys at your show. He's me. Egyptian, but... Um, Could this be relatable to how, like, some women, they like, like dad bods? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. So... People are attracted to that. What's I don't wrong know. with that? Straight that's, people are attracted to dad bods. That's what I was gonna say. It's a straight that's like person. a thing now. I, that's what I was gonna say. It's Ooh, like I'm a right straight person. <laughs> well, guys, you and me both. Yeah. Well, but right on time. My dad. Oh, bod. with your dad bod. My <laughs> <laughs> COVID pass. I know, but some bod. of us are just so old that we now are part of a moment that everyone has to know about. I feel like I'm a baby at this table. Where's my crib? You are a baby at this table, so you know what we the need to learn you here. about. <laughs> I'm never going back to the closet. <laughs> it doesn't even hold my. There's clothes. donuts in there. <laughs> no, I worked very hard to get out of there. I'm I'm very I'm fine with that. You know who did come out of the closet though? You're gonna tell us, aren't you? Yes, it's so because this is actually so. I was like, oh, "You go, Mister." Was it that ninety-year-old gentleman? Yes, I heard about that. Yes, his and name he came is... out to his gay daughter. To his lesbian granddaughter. Yes, he sure did. And then the world. 90 years old. His name is Kenneth Feltz. And he was writing his memoir. And he was reminded of his first love. He was a man. So... (laughs) But why did he wait so long, though? I'm confused. A lot of people wait a long time. I Listen, understand, fear, but that, fear that has to be the record the devil, of the devil, okay? It, it, it works its way. And oh, if it's going to work its way through your whole life, that might have been his... 90 years old. Well, Damn. you know I got this story. So his first love's name is Philip. Two L's. 
And <laughs> they basically, they met, they hit it off really well. Uh, they met over coffee. And <laughs> obviously not the one <laughs> that, <laughs> that we Winter were talking Park. about earlier in Winter Park. And they hit it off really well. They ended up moving in together, like, um, you know, being together then for 10 months after they've moved in. And everything was going great. Um, then they started going to church and going to a lot of church services and stuff like that. And the, it just ended up, they ended up breaking up over it because of just differences, I, I assume, that it didn't get into. But it was also because he's 90 years old, so we're not talking about, you can't think about times now, about how you know it was then. So it was a lot of internal back and forth. It could have been a lot of stuff he was going through and right. he was scared to yeah. come out and still yeah, that the fears. 1950s weren't the best time to be a flamer. Exactly. Nope. So he has looked Philip up because, you know, he wrote this memoir. He's gotten lots of love and support and he looked Philip up but, of course, Philip, you know, is no longer of this realm. Oh, mm -hmm. why are you pouting? Because I said, I thought I was hoping for a love story or something. Girl, he's 90 okay. years so old. Oh, 90 years old. He's probably been waiting for the love of his life. That was probably his well, love of his wait. life. He could come out of the closet. Yeah, yeah but at the same Sorry, time. Sorry, I'm a hopeless romantic. So when I think so of stuff I. like that, so I'm just like, I. man, so all I, that time. I am too, but there's a bit of realism in there. Ooh, that sometimes it how has to many, come and slap you in the face. How many 90-year-olds are going to be... I don't know. I'll let you know in a few years. Here's 12 red flags. Thank you. I love them. Yeah, but they're still like couples. Like they're old and they're living together and they still don't say that they're together. They say that it's their roommate or their friend and they're old. Why are you looking been... at me? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm wearing a table here. We're having a conversation. <laughs> I'm just teasing with you on that. But yeah, no, I, I say you go, Kenneth. You go. Coming out at 90, that is... That's awesome. How freeing that must be. And he's also putting that forward to other people, you know, that he wants them to come out and stuff like that. But, you know, him, Kenneth being a 90-year-old, could really tell us probably about stuff that we need to learn about. Things that you, Reza, the financial guru, telenovela villainous turn queen. Yeah, yeah. Queen. <laughs> you need to learn about your gay history. Your gay history. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> history. history. You guys hate them. I actually enjoy them. It's like food for thought for me. Exactly. It's just a big, it's just a lot of fun for me to do all the different voices and, and all the different effects with it. Yeah, everything. your face changes. He's just so, like, yes, effects. Yeah, <laughs> get in a candy store. <laughs> so today we are going to learn a little bit about the gay rights timeline in the United States on your gay history. Picture it, 1924. 1924. Flappers. I was like it's 100 almost. years old by then. <laughs> yeah, it was the flapper. Yeah, everything, Great was, Gatsby yeah, time. everything was black and white back then, Absolutely. not color. Yes, it sure was. Well, there was the first documented gay rights organization started. And it was called the Society of Hu or Society for Human Rights. It was uh, done by Henry Gerber, and it was in Chicago. 
Ironically, Boys Town wasn't Boys Town at that time, nor Baconsville. Oh, oh Baconsville. Mm. Baconsville. Oh, man. I That's put bacon cold. grease in the black beans, by the way. That's what one thing that was different with my Spanish rice and you stuff. You should have I added cooked. the bacon. Chunks oh, wow. of bacon. We, well, well, we had bacon the other night on green beans. That's that was, right. The that bacon-wrapped green beans was, was very good. That was good. And then in 1950, how <laughs> we went right back to it, there's a place called the Mattachine Society. Mattachine Society. Oh, so you know about this. That's right, Elderberry. You were there. Okay, so yeah, Mattachine is how you pronounce that? Yes. It was all the soldiers that had gotten out of the war, mm -hmm. and they were living in Washington, D.C., and the girls and boys, everybody that had served, mm -hmm. and they started petitioning Congress to try to become veterans that had rights. And they are one of the first sustained gay rights group in the United States. That's the largest um, nationwide one, what was that, Mattachine? Mattachine, I like that. What I really love about it is the guy's name who formed it, his name is Harry Hay. And he just passed away. Oh, Harry Hay Recently, passed away? yeah. Aww. He's lived that long, and he was able to see all the progress we made from when he started. That organization, yeah. Wow. I wonder if he went by the name of Philip, too. Hmm. No. No. <laughs> so that was his grinder name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Philip with two L's. With one L. You know, if Grinder was around at that point, I think it would have been the League of Men. You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'd have to look up terminology at that time. Uh, it gay terminology. It would at have that been time. the League of Men. That's probably, probably what, what they would have called the grinder back in the. Would 20s. they be swiping right or left? They would be swiping <laughs> telephones barely. <laughs> they'd be swiping they'd, they'd be left cranking the phone right. handle. Cranking really. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Cutting the bushes open, looking. Nah, for they probably have a wood chipper thing like. Mmm, Fargo. Don't chipper. <laughs> It's just turned grizzly. Right, right. Well, it's going to turn even better grizzly. So in 1952, only two years after Harry Hay started the, um, the Mattachine Society, the American Psychiatric Association, their diagnostic manual started listing homosexuality as a sociopathic personality disturbance. Now, I have something to say about that. You don't have to be gay to have sociopathic personality disturbance. That has nothing to do with but it. But it does seem to be a high percentage of them in our community. We could name names, but we won't. Well, Crazy JC for one, and I will... Oh, my God. I will admit to my own... I uh, No. Beep. <laughs> that would get client. Tom the Elderberry will Tom admit Tom the Elderberry too. will commit to being crazy at times. Yeah, yeah, that's... I, it's not a commit, it's just knowing yourself and working on it. But in 1953, also, um, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was a president, he did an executive order, like they love to do, um, and it banned homosexuals from working for the federal government. And they, you know why? Because they're a security mm -hmm. risk. Yep. A security risk? What? Because that would blackmail. be... Yeah, the Russians could blackmail individuals that work yeah. in the federal government to say, well, if you don't do what we ask you, inspire for us, then we'll out Tell you. me what you know or we'll rat you out. Yeah. Remember, at this time, the McCarthy here. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, but that's but very McCarthy. But that's yeah. when this was happening. 
Oh, yeah. wow. It's all interconnected, girl, that don't want you to know. Well, let's move Rainbow. on from there then to 1955 in September. And Do you remember? Re- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I was there. I was like, I was sitting there. I, I was doing radio at that time. Was that the 25th day of September? No, it just remember? says, I, I don't remember. I just remember the month and the year. But the first known lesbian rights organization in the United States forms in San Francisco. Daughters mm-hmm. of Belitis. Dob. Dob. D-O-B, like date of birth, Dob. Wow. Daughters of Belitis. Now, I don't know about you, but Belitis sounds like it needs some medicine, <laughs> if you ask me. It was actually a name of a town that was in Greece that they were all lesbians. That's where it came from. Oh. oh, I thought they were because that's Phil. Well, we are just learning a little bit of yeah, man. Your gay history from the elderberry today. Your gay history. <laughs> 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 yeah, Illinois in 1961 became the first state to decriminalize homosexuality. So we're on our way back up in time, guys. What they did was repeal their sodomy laws. There's just all kind of more stuff. Um, the first in 1961, September 11th, 1961, uh, the first U.S. televised documentary about homosexuality airs on a local station in California. Wow. And Do you think that's time... why September 11th, 2001 happened on September 11th? No. Oh, okay. I mm, just, you know. No but again, this there. is at the exact same time that the civil rights were happening were for the black generation mm-hmm. and gay people were merging in together, yep. much like we are right, right now. now. And if we look at that history and we bind to each other, we can defeat the foes that are coming for all of us. Defeat the foes. That sounds like a hashtag. Defeat the foes. Defeat the foes. I mean, There's, history it's repeats itself. That's yeah. what they say. History repeats itself. Yeah, we know it's it coming. Right that's because no one listens to history. Yeah, but nobody likes change. Well, you know, there's a short of of change right now. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure too. that one out. I mean, because people are using their cars, buying on Amazon and everything else. They're staying home, so they're not going out spending their and cash. And banks aren't open, so you can and, uh, turn your change in. Also, if they have the cash, uh, me being financial girl, oh my God, if I have cash, I have saved at home. Oh, I we know. We know Queen so, of the Richest Poorest Country. We know. There's we people that know. are having a rough time doing their laundry because they go to get a roll of quarters and And there's no roll of quarters. There's no roll of quarters. Yeah, but a lot of machines now are accepting uh credit cards. Uh, what laundromat do you go to? <laughs> the laundromat I used to, uh, the play, the complex I used to live in a couple of years ago, they the machines took uh quarters. But they also accepted uh, credit cards as well. See, that's and what I'm talking about when I say oh. innovation. Yeah. If they think that quick, they will be yeah. all right. They're going to worry about no change. In the future, we're not going to have paper money. And I coins. think that's that, what they're that, trying to do, get yeah. us to start, stop Ooh, using cash. I love cash. a good conspiracy theory. Well, no, it, 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 it saves on money because then you don't, have to have, you don't have to spend all this money to produce the money. Well, so. right now, I actually read something about that. I can't remember what it was, but it was something about how um, right now they're trying to make money, like actual tangible cash. Yeah. It costs more now to do it than mm-hmm. when it was before like, even COVID. Mm-hmm. So recently, the price and picked up. with all up. the coins out of circulation, yep. it's causing a crush. Exactly. It's slowing down the economy nationwide. Really? Not only that, I think it's worldwide, honestly. Well, it's all connected. True. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're all suffering the same thing, just 
here we hear more about it because of our country. Do we make the, our own money or somebody yeah. else and then somewhere else makes <laughs> no, no, the no, money? We, we make it here. It. We print it here. It's one of the few things we make in this country, money. There's like five different places throughout the U.S. With, if you look on it, there'll be like an L or an E. Mm -hmm. That designates what facility what it was came it, from. It. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I and in San Francisco, new. there's the original mint is up on a hill. Right. And that now presses just commemorative coins. Oh, okay. They, uh, Time Life is always trying to sell me that stuff, those commemorative coins. Well, now everybody's getting into this technology money, Bitcoins and stuff Ugh. like that. I'm just like, I don't understand any of this. I'll stick to my debit card. <laughs> Wait until they try to sell you commemorative Bitcoin. Oh, I have a friend We're that's like deep into that now. We're going to give you nothing money that is in the commemorates this day of nothing. You, so are you into Bitcoin? No, I know nothing about it. It's expensive. I don't know how it's it works. It's a whole huge market. That's like yeah. getting into the stock market. You're putting your money somewhere. You don't yeah. know if it's going to grow or not. And there's there's no safety net. And a lot of these... Uh... And what if it gets hacked? But, okay, My money's gone, man. The problem. Question, Mr. Financial Guru. What do you think of Acorn? The Acorn app that you can start saving? Like... Do you know oh, it? Stuff like that. I don't trust that kind of stuff. I'm right. I'm more of a like Stick my bank account the, where I can see it. I know nobody else, and yeah, it's been there for years. Or cash. Not in your mattress. Mm, I won't tell you where my money is. <laughs> Can't you try to break into Your bed is small though, so you'll have a lot of cash there. I checked. She, no, I didn't. You, you noticed, right? I ain't got a lot there because I have it somewhere else. It's okay. Don't worry. You're a small person. It's probably like a double size. <laughs> It, uh, my size, my, my, I'm not going to tell you what kind of bed I have because then I won't have a girl come over. <laughs> it's a, like, very, bed's too it's small. a very large bed. Very large. No, no, no. I like small beds. There's a little more space, less space, and then you can just cuddle more. Bigger reason to cuddle. Uh, that's exactly. That's a great answer. That is. That's a perfect answer. And plus, you're small anyway, so. Yep, I'm tiny. I don't take up a lot of space. And I'm not those horrible sleepers that, like, stretches all over the place, like, one leg in one place and the other one. I'm more like a cruncher. Like, get into a little ball and just go to sleep. The fetal position. Yes, that position. <laughs> you you that Maybe that's why I haven't grown. Maybe that's why I haven't grown. Maybe sleeping like that all my life. It's my favorite. I just get in the shower and I get in that position and I cry until the water stops being hot. That sounds sad. <laughs> it's actually quite comical. That's too much. It's too You'd much. have to be a visualizer. <laughs> Guys, so, you know, Nielsen, uh, just, you know, to go ahead and um, tickle the emperor a bit with some, <laughs> some fun here. <laughs> <laughs> so Nielsen, who does like TV ratings and things I'm like that. I'm a Nielsen that, family. You are. I They're am. Still I got around. Accepted last year. What's the point of that? I mean. Well, I'll tell you a point of one of their studies. They have found that 10% of gamers are LGBT plus. <laughs> I they, told they, you that. And they've actually done the study that it breaks down with. The study looks at basically the um, buy-in and spending and habits of different LGBT plus gamers. And it was called the Nielsen Game 360 Survey. And it showed that 10% of gamers identify as LGBT plus over the age of 18. It also showed that 2,000 of the LGBT plus are, um, that were, I'm sorry, 2,000 LGBT plus members over the age of 13 surveyed. And 40% identify as gay or lesbian. 
50% identify as bi. 10% identify as trans or non-binary. So it's not saying that 50% of the entire amount. It's saying so that's of the, the breakdown of the, LGBT. Of the, of the 10%. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they've gone on even further with that. I mean, this is kind of funny. It's kind of creepy in a way. But they went on further to find out that LGBT plus gamers, gamers, I'll call them gay Mers, actually, <laughs> gay. gamers spend 8% more time than the counterparts of, of, of heterosexuals um, gaming. 26% prefer consoles as opposed to others. Yeah, 17% as opposed to the 17% of straight people who preferred consoles. Uh, 41% um, preferred PC gaming. That's right. That's that's where I play my games. And with the straights, it was twenty five percent. Forty percent wanted, or they prefer mobile gaming, uh, mobile on devices, um, and twenty eight percent of that was with the straight people. Then when you get into like PlayStation and Xbox and stuff like that, thirty eight <laughs> prefer PlayStation. Twenty two prefer. Uh, percent Xbox, nineteen percent Nintendo. It's like <laughs> wow. Nintendo. I know. I would I mean. think that they would like Nintendo more than any other console. Nope, though. it's not powerful enough. It's yeah. Yeah, but Nintendo's awesome. It's not powerful. Enough. Those are the old that the eighteen percent are the old gay gamers, the older ones that that like the nostalgia of Nintendo. Yeah. No, no, probably 90 like Kenneth. Yes, Ken. Yeah, probably 90 like that. But they even go into the games and what kind of games and percentages. Oh, God. 30% of the gamers, they like flight games. It's like Super Smash Brothers. And 36% also, the same amount, like horror games. Like nope, that's all lies. Right right H-O-R-E? Horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, not only fans. <laughs> and now with PC, 40%, 46% like RPGs, uh, role-playing games. Role-playing games. Yeah, yes. I, I do some of those. Um, like Witchers. On mobile, 40% like Simulation, like Sims. I like Monopoly. Simulation or more like card games like, or Candy Crush and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Candy Crush still around? I thought I banned it. No, that they're game. still playing. It's a yeah, saga it's, now. Oh, it's a saga. <laughs> kind of like that telenovela, huh? Oh, yeah. Kind of like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then 40% also like RPGs like um, Reigns, uh, Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones games, the role-playing games. And I just thought that was kind of neat to, you know... You know, people out there don't realize we have a gay nerdum. You know, of course we do. There are a lot of gays uh, in IT. Uh, lots. Yes, yep. lots. It. Impressive. Information technology. My friend Paul works for a large game people in town in Maitland. I know the company. Oh, okay. So he's one of their graphics designers for the games. Oh, wow. Those people make so good when I money. Go to his house, mm-hmm. He has a seventy-two inch TV that you sit down on the floor and you play on. And it's if I was going to do it, that's the only way I would do it because you're so engrossed by this whole large screen and everything mm-hmm. that's happening. But it's like, wow, this is it's deep. Like y'all are with tech. He's that deep in in the. the that's videos. a whole different type of technology, though. This is wired and stuff. That's all in the computer coding. That's nothing. All of this is computers. Yeah. It's all zeros and ones. Yeah. 
Yeah. True. This little guy right here is a computer, the recorder. He has a little thing over there. Yeah, I mean, they're all... It's all zeros. It's all ones and zeros. You know, we didn't need to know that. (laughs) Moving on. Zeros, tens, (laughs) tens, one oh ones, all kind of different things. So let's just go ahead and end up with our local shout outs. First of all, do you have anybody, any, anything, any promotion you want to do for yourself or anything? Miss Raysa, the financial guru, where can you be found on social media? You can find me right. Um, you can find me also on Instagram. My Instagram is patience is key. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> because uh, with that, we were trying to figure that one out I'm like okay because there's a lot of people with your name I did not and I, I was actually astounded how many people have your name on Instagram yeah I, I found remember. somebody that's um, that had my exact name one time because I was curious to know if any other people who have my name and I found somebody and I was like I thought I was special you are special. I you am are special. special. I'm one you of are. a kind, man. I love myself. <laughs> and the fact there's someone else out there with your name, I mean, that just fits the whole telenovela part I of mean, Raysa. Hey, you're compact. I'm I'm good looking. She she was good looking too. I ain't gonna lie. I was you like, are. whoa, she looked good. Did you? She's did a pocket. You, no, yeah. I'm not gonna try to holler at my own name. Earlier, oh, you should have hit her up. Uh, that would have been cool. No. She is. She's That'd a be kind of weird. She, she, she's the show's little pocket gay resident <laughs> lesbian. She's compact. You can take her anywhere. And she doesn't eat a lot, too. No, she really doesn't. I was absolutely <laughs> astounded. Yeah, I, don't eat I mean, lot. I'm trying not to take offense to that at all. I'm but sorry. I've just got a big eater, girl, man. Girl, don't apologize. You know, we just play in around that means, that here. That means more for the rest of us. Apologies. <laughs> right. So, guys. This has been another edition of Outlaw Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour. Remember, we are one human family. We're dysfunctional, very much so, but we are still one human family. Always swing first, fight the good fight, let justice roll. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. I'm DJ Crazy JC. This is Raisa, the financial guru. Say bye-bye. Bye. This is Jose the Emperor. Adios. Adios. And Tom the Elderberry. Until we meet again. I'm your host, DJ Crazy JC, John. I love you, and we will see see you next Tuesday. Whatever they say.